0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of AdAge's Marketer's Brief Podcast. My name is E.J. Schultz, Assistant Managing Editor, and I'm joined today by Jessica Wall and Adrian Pasquarelli, two AdAge reporters. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about our new feature that you can find on our website called America's Hottest Brands, which we've actually brought back from the dead. We did it back in 2011, and it's back now. And the intent of this feature is basically to look at brands that are hot, of the moment, buzzy, and really making waves. Uh, Adrian, you helped lead this project. Can you kind of get us started and talk about the intent of this?
1: Thanks, EJ. We we tried to look at brands that are really popular right now in culture, um, from a variety of industries like entertainment and music, cosmetics, beverage, food, everything. And these are brands that are having a moment right now. Um, they may not be having that same moment in a couple of years, and it's not entirely sales-driven. It's the brands that people are talking about. And toys, we looked at what kids are talking about on the playground. So we tried to get into every aspect of life.
0: Loyal Ad Age readers will also be familiar with something we always do every year called Marketer A-List. Let's talk a little bit about why America's Hottest Brands is different from Marketer A-List.
1: So Marketer A-List is more sales-driven and company-driven, and it's more about the big marketing uh, campaigns and moves that have been able to move the needle for a a brand. Um, This list is meant to be a little more buzzy and um, fleeting.
0: Yeah, and for the most part, I think our A-List Really recognizes scale in many in many ways. We we might talk about a house of brands, something like Procter and Gamble, you know, that manages a lot of brands. The, the hottest brands, although we do have some big companies on this list, there, there's some smaller brands as well, some startups. So let's get into it. Let's talk a little bit about some of our selections. Any what what stuck out to you, Jessica or Adrian, on this list?
2: Uh, well, I'll I'll talk about one. So this is the first year that we've done this list in a while, and Beyond Meat is on the list. Uh, it's pretty hard to miss any news about Beyond Meat these days, or about the plant-based protein space in general. Uh, we could have picked a variety of brands for this one, to be honest, but Beyond Meat's having its moment because it just went public recently, and it's the one that's getting talked about a lot because of its place in the market. So that's a brand that we'll see how the the plant-based phase or plant-based craze
1: plays out. But right now, it's hot, yum. We'll see. Um, I, I feel like this list is reflective of a movement happening in retail, which we've heard about a lot, talked about a lot. This direct-to-consumer um, retail startups, and you see that a bunch of these brands are, you know, fall in that DTC realm. Um, we're talking about Everlane, which is a retail apparel um, company that has really uh, fashioned uh, um, itself around. Transparency and supply chain, um, sustainability, those kinds of things. They're really making a. They
2: fashion themselves, Adrian. They
1: fashion themselves. Very nicely done. I like that one. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so there's Everlane. We have Rothy's, which we were just talking about, is we're seeing on the feet of lots of women all over the place. They make their shoes out of recycled water bottles, um, another big movement in retail. Glossier, the cosmetics company, um, and Billy, which is a pretty new brand. They are they sell razors to women and shaving
0: products. And this being, you know, the year of 2019 in many ways is the year of cannabis. We, of course, couldn't have this list without some sort of cannabis representative. And our pick is, let me pronounce this correctly, Sherbinksis, which is trying to become the Gucci of pot, a really high premium marijuana brand. Um, I think, you know, they sell uh, smoking accessories that I think you can actually find in Barney's at Beverly Hills. Uh, so that's another example of, a you know, we're picking a brand that represents a larger sort of trend going on in, in society and culture. Same degree. I think we've hit the pod, you know, podcast is obviously a huge, thing right now. And uh, one of our selections is The New York Times' flagship podcast, The Daily. I think, you know, now has something like two million daily listeners.
2: I think the list is, is reflective of what we're seeing. It's not just us. It's also a lot, as as Adrian mentioned, kids. Um, you've got LOL Surprise on there. Uh, any parent of a kid of a certain age knows what that is. And then parents of kids of a slightly older age, you got TikTok Uh I know from experience all too well watching many, many TikTok videos. There are a lot of kids and a lot of tweens and, and kids who are slightly older who are spending
0: hours on that app. And Baby Shark. Let's talk about do, Baby
2: do, Shark. Do 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 do. Let's sing it, people.
0: This was a late edition. Well, we'll take you behind the scenes a little bit. We we added this one at last minute. I actually suggested it after I think seeing a CBS this morning report on it. Um and I think they just struck a deal with uh Nickelodeon, if if I'm not mistaken, Adrian, talk, talk about baby shark.
1: Um, yeah, as a parent, I too have fallen onto the earworm of baby shark on many occasions. Um, I yeah, they they signed a deal with Nickelodeon, um, so they're doing a, a show, and I think they're also starting to think about products. They that's something expected and something we've we've seen across the board where. Um, Something popular with kids, they turn it into all kinds of products and offerings.
2: And there's a lot of celebrity-driven stuff for that one, too. You'll see somebody like Cardi B singing Baby Shark on the Internet. Uh, So even if you don't have a kid of a certain age where you would hear that song on the radio or whatever, you're going to be seeing it in social media, too.
1: And Halloween. It was a big one for Halloween. I think it was one of the top costumes just last year. A lot of sharks. And
0: the the video itself actually is – no Goes back to 2015. Okay. Isn't that right? I mean, it was first on YouTube back then. So it kind of shows how sometimes stuff just sort of builds and builds and builds until it reaches a tipping point.
2: Yeah, I mean, my kids are older than than yours. And Baby Shark was big in our house because I think their preschool teacher sang it. And we forgot about it. But now I see it everywhere. Um, my kids band concert, they played Baby Shark as a joke, the entire band of the, of the school. So it's it's pretty you know ubiquitous at this point. Um, I also we'll see if it jumps the shark. We need a gong in here. Gong. No, touche, touche. Let's talk about uh, some of the other brands that are on this year's list before we take a look back and see how our our earlier list played out. I know EJ. One of the one of the brands is a beverage brand Topo Chico, which. Sparkling Water has clearly been having a moment for a while, but why do you think Topo Chico made the list?
0: Yeah, this is a brand that uh, originates in uh, Texas, down in the southwest. It was a regional brand for a long time. Um, and Coca-Cola actually bought it a couple years ago, just showing another example of how these big marketers keep an eye on startups that are doing well and then try to gobble them up. Um, you know, So they're not actually losing market share from them. Um, I think its retail value soared something like 30% in in the uh, first quarter. Um, it's sort of known as being slightly more fizzy than similar products. At least that's one one of the benefits people talk about. And it's just a cool-looking thing. And I think it's actually gained some cachet at bars, right? You get a Topo Chico and um, I think Topo Antique. Tito's Vodka is a, is a popular drink,
2: right? Yeah. When I was at the restaurant show here in Chicago a few weeks ago, they were sampling Topo Chico. And Topo Chico actually had its own booth, which surprised me given that it's it was acquired by Coca-Cola a couple of years ago. They're still also promoting the brand on its own. And one of the things they were asking people is, what do you drink it with? Do you drink it? straight as a as a beverage just on its own as a as a bubbly water or are you mixing it and what are you mixing it with and the two big things they were talking about were obviously vodka and and gin but there are some flavors of topo chico as well that are they're trying to get those into uh into bars as as mixers
0: and it's not our only beverage on the list it is not we also have bang energy drink which sort of came across uh, my radar in the last few months. I started to see a lot of analysts, Wall Street analysts talk about it. And this, this one kind of points to an old fashioned brand battle, Bang Energy Drink, uh, actually owned by a, a Florida based sports supplemental company called Vital Pharmaceuticals. And they actually make this drink with creatine and it sort of gained popularity with uh, people, you know, bodybuilders and other fitness enthusiasts. Um, and after this brand started gaining market share, you saw Mon- You know the, the energy drink categories had always been dominated by Monster and, of course, Red Bull. And Monster kind of came out with their own uh, sub-brand called Rain, which is also, I think, trying to go after that similar kind of fitness vein. Um, and they've seen some lawsuit- lawsuits back and forth between Monster and Bang Energy Drink, uh, you know, Monster. Yeah, it sounds to-
1: like Monster's really worried about Bang's ascendance. Yeah, I mean, they're right?
0: they're filed a lawsuit alleging that Bang was sort of talking up the benefits that don't really um, hold water.
1: What, they call it a snake oil well, or Yeah, something? they're calling it snake oil. <laughs>
0: like they, they're they trying to say that the founders out there has claimed that it can cure diseases and all kinds of fanciful stuff. Oh. And then, you know, uh-huh. um, so Monster... Sue Bang, and then Bang is now suing Monster, suggesting that they're sort of engaging in some trademark infringement on their whole new on Monster's Rain product. So that that's a classic brand battle playing out not only on the store shelves but also in the courts. Worth watching the rest of the year.
2: And one more beverage on the list. Well, oh, Adrian.
1: Yeah, I really liked I really liked Oatly, which Jessica you wrote about. But I see that everywhere in all the the coffee shops here in New York, it seems to have overtaken like almond milk, and it, it it's it tastes better. I went and had some ahead of this chat um, to find out what the fuss is all about, and it does. It's pretty creamy. An extra dollar for it, of course. But um, and the one brand for oat milk is Oatly, right? Yeah,
2: they're the ones that have come out swinging. I mean, it's a brand that has been overseas for a few years and just made its way to the US. I want to say back in 2017 and since then it has really caught on with baristas. There's something about the viscosity of it, I think, that works well in lattes and things like that. It works well heated. So that it has that going for it. It has a little bit of a quirky advertising campaign. There are some billboards. We don't necessarily need you to read this billboard or something like that. They say something like that. And the new thing is going to be they're getting into the frozen category. So I can't call it ice cream. Ooh. I don't remember exactly what the word is going to be, but there will be an Oatly Iced non-dairy dessert coming soon to a freezer near you. Uh, so I'm curious to try that one and see how the, how the taste translates into dessert.
0: Yeah, me too. Who wants to talk about Chip and Joanna? I can talk about Chip and Joanna.
2: I have watched many hours of Chip and Joanna, I will admit to being a a fixer-upper watcher. Um, While well, I have not redone my house to look like Chip anything that Chip and Joanna have done, it's hard to miss their trends. Uh, and Adrian could touch on this as well, since she covers Target and they have a, a deal with Target, but I just feel like if you had told me 10 years ago that housewares trends would be shaped by a couple living in Waco, Texas, I would have thought you were a little bit nutty. Uh, and now it's it's hard to miss. I mean, they're everywhere. They have a magazine, they have a cable channel that's coming out. There's a deal with Target. There's a deal with anthropology. I think they have paints too, right, Adrian?
1: Uh probably. I know. Is there a
2: corner of the housewares market is there a corner of the housewares market that Chip and Joanna Gaines have not refurbished well, we'll in some there. way?
1: Um, yeah, the Target stuff does really well. They've they've said that a lot. Target has, and they appeared in some of their advertising too. It's a big promotion. And along
2: with their own magazine, which is a quarterly, they they seem to be on the cover of some entertainment and lifestyle magazine pretty much once a month. I would say there's a, there's an appetite for Chip and Joanna's life from a lot of people who watch cable decorating shows.
0: Before we move on, are there any more we want to talk about? We have the Masked Singer on here. Of course, the Fox program. Anyone watch that? Does anyone watch that?
2: I saw a couple of episodes of it, and it. Seems fun. It was fun. What was funny about it to me is the use of the term celebrity. Uh <laughs> Some of the celebrities, I really had to explain oh. to my
1: kids who they were. Some of them they knew right away. C-list, B-list? C-list, D-list, I think. Donny Osmond. Oh. Wasn't it a lot of the people from, like, Dancing with the Stars? They kind of move, do the yeah. I mean, it's also— Wasn't Donny Osmond? It was just funny that, you know, they
2: obviously tee up the announcers to, to guess who's singing, but somebody was—I forget which of the, you know, hosts it was. was like, oh, that's Barack Obama. Come on, people. <laughs> you think Barack Obama's really going to put a mask on? Although maybe because it's popular now, maybe you're going to see past presidents get on this show. Little uh, popularity boost. I don't know. Um, it's it's a funny one. Um, and the advertisers are into it, so good for them.
1: Uh, we also had some people on the list, um, besides Chip and Joanna, of course. Um, we did some had some entertainment. Jordan Peele was director, really. Um, making a name for himself, um, just getting more diversity into into film with um, Get Out and then this recent one, Us, which neither of which I could see because I hate horror movies, but a lot of other people did, I'm told. Do you guys see those?
0: Yeah, he's definitely hot right now.
1: Did you see, either of you see those movies? No.
2: I've seen Get Out. I haven't seen us yet, but I want yeah, to. Yeah, it looks
1: so freaky. Get
2: Out. I think you could I think you could sit through it. I think you could make it through it, Adrian. We'll have to have a follow-up conversation and see if Adrian can watch Get Out. Um and and just one more media note is Walt Disney Company is on the list, which is clearly not a mm-hmm. startup brand. Mm-hmm. Clearly well established, but there's a lot going on there right now, and especially with the new Star Wars, uh Lands that are that opened in Disneyland and the one that's opening in Disney World. You've got Toy Story 4 and the Marvel, all these things. There's just a of lot course. going on.
1: Another and movie Marvel. I didn't see. So, I no, did see spoilers. Avengers. No, I spoilers. saw Avengers. I know. I'm still waiting to see it. I got to get a babysitter. So, you know, or just put Baby Shark on. Kids can watch that and go to the movies. All
0: right. That's a good note to end on in terms of this year's list. But before we leave, we wanted to look back at some of our picks from previous years. As, as mentioned, the last time we did this was in 2011. And I think if we look at some of these picks, it's kind of proof that, um, you know, these were brands. Some of these brands were hot at the time, and you can disappear as quickly as you arrive on the scene. And I think a classic example of that is one of the, our picks in 2011 was Chevy Cruze. Um, and this is, of course, the General Motors-owned subcompact vehicle brand. Um, recently, actually, GM announced they're discontinuing it. So it was hot once upon it a time. It was hot. Now but it's I, hot. But that points to the larger trend of people basically not wanting to buy these smaller sub subcompact cars because it's all about crossovers and SUVs yeah. now.
2: Well, and also back then, gas prices were still a big concern and people wanted a car that was a bit more economical. And now gas prices have have come down or are not rising as quickly, so they can drive giant SUVs.
0: On the other end of the extreme, though, we had an incredibly insightful pick, I think, patting ourselves on the back in 2011. We picked Warby Parker, which Mm -hmm. I don't think back in 2011 anyone even used the phrase DTC or even knew what it was. But Warby was sort of a curve on that. Adrian, you've been writing a lot about DTCs. Anything you want to say about Warby and sort of... Yeah, Warby you know.
1: Parker in 2011, um, they were – they. I think back then they're called an e-commerce startup um, in that subscription delivery. Now they have a bunch of stores. Um, Bonobos was one we did in 2009. Um, they really rose to the top. They were bought by Walmart a couple of years ago for $310 million. Um, and, and the founder there is now um, pretty high up on the Walmart chain in terms of e-commerce. So they did very well. One of my favorites from 2011 is the honey badger, which we would all remember for not giving a shit and all of that, Um, which is funny because I don't know if people today even know what a honey badger is. So that's another cycle.
0: Maybe uh, yesterday's honey badger is today's baby shark maybe. I don't know.
1: There's a lead for you. Put that in the intro.
0: (laughs) We had some unusual picks too. Uh, Pickle juice sport, which was a pickle juice drink that I think is still around. And I was just kind of googling this before we started out. Uh, Pickle juice is apparently still a popular thing. Does anyone drink pickle juice? Apparently, Jessica, you're you're a fitness freak. Do do you? (laughs) It's apparently has benefits of.
2: I have to say, I've never thought about drinking pickle juice. if someone wants to try to convince me of its of its merits, I'm happy to, I'm happy to listen, but uh I drink
0: one tap of the water. purported benefits as I think it relieves muscle cramping. So, there you go. Oh,
1: there you go. Mm, I've heard that. Yeah. Uh
0: Forever 21, we picked back in 2011. Have what what's different today from about Forever 21 from 8 years ago?
1: Well, they had that Cheetos collaboration last week, so they didn't have that 8 years ago. There you go. Um, I am forever twenty one. It seems like they're still around as a um, fast fashion brand. Um, I'm not sure how well they are doing now that there's a overall movement towards more sustainability, longer use garments. Um, that's kind of been been overtaking the retail market. So I don't know how brands like um, Fast fashion companies like uh, Forever Twenty One or H and M, how they're going to do in the long haul, but they're still yeah. here.
0: <laughs> we had um, five guys on the list, I think, back in in uh, two thousand nine. Five guys expanded. I mean, still doing yeah, well. they're yeah.
2: still doing pretty well. Um, the one, there's a five guys down the block from our office, and it always seems to do a pretty good job during lunch. Um, they may have overexpanded a little bit, and then. Trimmed back. Um, there's another location in Chicago that actually closed, and I was surprised that it had closed. But the spot where they picked wasn't so hot. Um, and burgers in general, there's no, uh, there's still sizzle in the burger business.
1: Now, a brand like Beyond Meat from from this year, do they sell at at Five Guys, like or Impossible? They have they have offerings at burger chains, right? yeah, everybody? so
2: uh, Beyond is in a couple of chains. Del Taco is one of them, so that's not a burger patty, but they're you know in the burger in the they're in the uh, fast food space. and then A uh, and W restaurants in Canada, which are actually really big in Canada, even though it's hard to find an A and W restaurant here in the states, um, does sell the Beyond patty. Burger King has the impossible Whopper, which is going to be going nationwide. White Castle has impossible sliders. Still waiting to see if McDonald's gets into the game, who they who they hook up with. There's talk that they would do something with Tyson maybe because Tyson is a big supplier to McDonald's for chicken nuggets. Uh,
1: so does Tyson have a, a vegan fake meat they do already? They do.
2: They just announced okay. it um in June, and so we'll see how it goes. Uh, everybody's kind of getting into that space. And at some point, there will be a shakeout there, but... For now, it's it's catch as catch can. Um one of the other brands that we had back in two thousand nine, I want to say, was uh Barnes and Noble.
1: Barnes and Noble. I knew you were gonna say Barnes and Noble. Well, <laughs>
0: well I, I went back and read it in twenty-nine, two thousand nine our, our entry, and I think we were making a big deal at the time of uh, out of the apps that they were putting out there. <laughs> What's an <laughs> app? Yeah. Um I don't know. I don't like you know, obviously they're in the news last few weeks for being bought right by private equity firm
1: yeah times
2: have changed in the book space i also remember you know probably back in 2009 was there a harry potter book or something out there that was boosting sales they always did really really well back in the day whenever jk rowling Mm -hmm. breathed on anything they were basically printing money so times have changed what is World of
0: Goo? I was I was wondering that same thing. I to, can, can you Google that? We had that as as a. a okay.
2: I gonna I fire up the old uh, laptop here. Well, what while is you do world that, we'll while see. you do that, I'll talk about some in of the eight other years. ones
0: we had back in 2009 as we continue our trip down memory lane. Uh,
2: it was a game. It was a it was an online game. Oh, is
0: it still around?
2: It seems to have been around a few years ago. Yeah, it's it's in the Apple Store. It's in the It's in. Let's see. According to the very very truthful Wikipedia, World of Goo is a puzzle video game developed and published by independent game developer developer Two D Boy. It was on Microsoft Windows and Wii. Huh. Okay.
0: We also had Auto Tune. Oh. And I remember. Speaking
2: of uh, the masked singer.
0: <laughs> the... I remember recently coming across a Super Bowl story we did. Apparently, there were some Super Bowl ads back in that time frame using Auto-Tune. It was a big deal.
2: That sounds about right when you think about celebrities and Super Bowl and all of that. That definitely fits fits well together. Um, I will say one of the brands that we had on the list in 2009, and I think this trend is still going on, is the Walmart Great Value private label brand. Uh and private label has become a bigger part of a, for a lot of
1: retailers, right, Adrian? Yeah, private label's huge. It's something Amazon's trying to increase uh, their—I just did a story on this, actually. So timely. Um, yeah, Amazon and Target, Walmart still, uh, Kroger, um, they're all trying to increase their private label. It's such high margin. It makes a lot of sense for some of those everyday essentials. Uh, so that's not surprising.
0: So we're, we're about running out of time here. Does anyone want to talk about two thousand nine some more? Twenty eleven, twenty nineteen. What, what are what are some lessons learned here? You guys think we've talked a little bit about that, but um, basically that if you're hot today, it's not guaranteed.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's true. We saw Gil Group was in two thousand nine. They were a flash sale website. It was very innovative shopping way to shop back then, and and that's kind of petered out. They they were once valued over a billion, and then. They were bought by uh, Hudson's Bay, the company that owns Saks and Lord & Taylor, for a fraction of that. um, Had multiple layoffs. So, yeah, it's just because we're choosing this brand now doesn't mean that even in a year from now, it's going to be as hot as it is
0: right now. Jessica, any parting thoughts?
1: Uh, I think we need to
2: have a lunch to celebrate the launch of the hottest brands list. And we should drink pickle juice. Uh, Jameson was on the list back Mm -hmm. in 2009. We can have some Topo Chico. We could do a blend. I think we need to have and, some kind of event.
0: And at the end, we'll all be drinking Pepto Bismol, which was also on the list. There you go. I think we'll end on that note.
2: Uh, and before we go, I would like to remind everyone to check out the full list, either in your print edition of Ad Age or, of course, on adage.com. Uh, thanks, as always, to the mighty, mighty Max Sternlicht for producing this episode. EJ and I will be back soon with a new conversation.
0: See you next time. Don't forget to subscribe.
1: Thanks.